<laughs> bitches are talking about me in class now. Like, what's up? If she's super hot, she's allowed to be super crazy. Do her in the butt. Oh, my girlfriend tolerates it. <laughs> Baby, what's going on? Life's a party. How we doing? Vibes are good. It looks like you got a fresh cut. If you're watching Ooh. on YouTube, Paul looks uh, a little different today. If you're watching on YouTube, that's that's what you come to YouTube for. The good <laughs> looks, the personality, the vibes. And that's what I'm bringing today. That's what I'm bringing the show. Wait, you don't bring that every other week? I always bring that, but I'm saying the good looks today. I got a fresh cut. Um, what, usually, what made you get the shorter hair? The summer, man. This freaking hot outside. Well, that's a problem that I had this weekend is I had like a good day planned. But the problem was it was so hot, it wasn't a good day to do that said plan. I went golfing in the morning. Uh, first of all, I bought a, a $620 driver. I realized that no matter how expensive or how good that driver is, it does not fix your golf swing. See, everyone thinks... <laughs> so uh, I would chalk that up as a bad purchase for Rye Guy. For golf, everyone thinks that, hey, you know, if I get a better club, if I, get a, if I buy a more expensive club, maybe I might get better. Maybe I might... See... I think the issue is the golfer and not the golf equipment, but that's personally, uh, that's why I've, I haven't bought new golf equipment in a long time. Definitely worth it. I need to, but that scares me a little bit. Yeah. And I knew um, when I bought, so I, last time I bought new golf equipment was like six years ago and my driver was like 300 bucks and I know it's almost double. Like you said, what you, you paid $600, well, it was like 580, but with taxes since when are golf clubs tax? Come on. Uh, 620. But I knew I was fucked because like, as I bought it at the register, uh, I got a free fifty dollar Top Golf gift card, so I was like, "Oh, they they knew they got me. They're giving me a free fifty dollar gift card." That's nice, though. I mean, you can't, you know. And what's even worse, and then my family, and my uncles are like really shocked and really disappointed in me, is that I never even did a practice swing <laughs> with the club. I just bought it. That's... I get really nervous. I can't swing that club in front of the guy at the place. I I don't think I'd be able to do that. So they're like, you are an idiot. That's biggest idiot alert out there. The guy even approached me. He's like, can I help you today? And I'm like, I was too scared to ask him if I could take some cuts with the soon-to-be driver of $620 in my bag. Uh, instead, I asked if it came with a cover head. And he laughed in my face as of course if that does, was the yeah. dumbest question ever. <laughs> I so, don't I don't understand how that's like you buying a new car and just never <laughs> stepping inside. Be like, yo, I really like the look of that, but I'm not gonna test it. I'm not gonna drive it. Here's like a twenty, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollar purchase. That's ridiculous. I don't understand how you can <laughs> buy something for six hundred dollars and not test it out. We're like it's you're in an atmosphere where you can clearly do that. Like they're not, like, no problem. Like, yeah, here we'll give you one of our, you know, we could try, especially in a sport such as golf. Where yes. like the the staff uh, or the yeah this like what is it yeah the staff the staff right? so the staff and the angle of the club head and like you know there's a lot of factors that you can change and like to make the club fit to you like because a flex club or like a yeah. stiff club you can change I said whatever the fuck that is <laughs> for six hundred twenty dollars he's just like I'll I, take it he's like I want the standard one it's like dude but yeah I know bad it's purchases insane. I'm not good at purchases. 
Uh, so I went out, realized that I need to return that driver. You should. It might be on Facebook Marketplace soon. <laughs> so be on the lookout. Then I went to a Phillies tailgate drinking all day in 98-degree weather. Um, I don't do well with the sun. I'm already losing my eyebrows. Like, my eyebrows are non-existent if you're on YouTube. Uh, but that's about it for the weekend. So Weekend was definitely super hot here in New Jersey. Uh, both days, I think, were over 90. It's, you know, beginning of May so or middle of May. And, uh, you know, I one day... Super hot. Uh, my weekend went back to a winery, different winery. You if you're, you know, from the show a couple weeks ago, I went to a winery for my girlfriend's birthday. This is a Are different... you starting to become a wine connoisseur? Fuck yeah, <laughs> really? Wine, <laughs> phenomenal. I realized when you grow up, I think there's one point in your life when you're like, I'm growing up, and I think that's when <laughs> when you buy a six hundred and twenty dollar driver without that's swinging it. Also, <laughs> not just being an idiot. That's when you learn you're an idiot. I'm learning. Well, I learned that up. a long time ago. That I was an idiot. <laughs> But I he learned braces it at this point. <laughs> a big thing for me is like when you start talking about houses or furniture or like home improvement stuff, I feel yeah. like you get old, right? It's like, well, oh. you're a big HGTV guy. I was. Yeah. I, I, not I, anymore. I dropped cable, so I never touch it. And I, okay. I don't, I'm not bothered by it, whatever. Like I'm like, oh, whatever. But I still love that stuff. And I think same thing with wine. It's like, dude, when you start really enjoying wine, because at the end of the day, it's all you want. Like, going to a winery is <laughs> literally... like an alcoholic. No, but it's, it's all, all you, you fucking want is wine. It's all you... No. 24-7. The day, <laughs> like, the idea of a winery just makes so much sense because, honestly, for us, you literally go to the winery. You're all outside. There's, like, picnic benches. If you go on a weekend, a band's usually playing. There's great food. You test wine all day. You can test, like, for us, you could test wine, cider, and then spirits. So they had, like, whiskey and gin you could test and stuff, Do too. they do, like, flights like a brewery? It's like a few things. So the idea is like wine tasting is for me, for example, uh, they give you a wine glass and then there's like five wines and then the person's pouring you them kind of almost like, you know, there's like a, certain a sip. Am- there's a certain amount. It's like a, yeah, there's like a certain amount, you know, just like people use, um, what are, there's like little things on the top of alcohol bottles where it's like a perfect amount of shot. Yeah. Same idea where they give you like a certain amount of the wine, you know, you stir it a little bit, you taste it and they tell you a little bit, bit about it and then they just pour you the next one and you go through like five of them and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you're just drinking wine all day. You're chilling with friends. You're outside. It's nice out bands playing. There's food. If you want, you just continue to drink until you want to go home. And honestly, it's a phenomenal day. Are you a, a red wine or a white wine guy? Red. Uh, I like the pink stuff. Not gonna lie, I the think it's sweet. <laughs> hey, I like the oh, pink. Oh, oh. I like the pink stuff too. You know, oh. what I'm yo, missionary, it's back. <laughs> it's back. I got it trending on Twitter after the show last week. That's true. Missionary Wait. is back. Leave it to the last episode. <laughs> what the fuck is the pink stuff in in wine culture? It's like uh, it's the very sweet stuff. Like you do like peach wine or um, the pink Moscato stuff. Like it's I a like little, that. it's a little less whiny, but it's than whiny uh but it is super sweet and it's just i mean i it sounds like me a little less whiny super sweet (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you're drinking me in a glass there you go i'm really if only that bottle could buy a 600 club yeah that's unfortunate so uh speaking of peach we got a little emergency testing lab to start the show uh we're doing crown royal peach tea it's seven percent if you're on youtube check it out cool packaging paul uh you are the package police i say it often it's really different so what I do, yeah, it's got some texture to it, which is pretty dope. The actual can. It's got a like, good grip. Um, it's kind of like <laughs> wallpaper. It looks like a wallpaper. It does. Like a vinyl. Uh, but this is Canadian whiskey, peach flavor, other natural flavors, and brewed tea. I, Crown Royal peach tea. I saw my mom was looking to get something for the uncles for Father's Day, and she was thinking to get them either Maker's Mark was a suggestion that I got, like a small bottle of Maker's Mark. 
uh, for like Manhattan and shit like that. Or Crown Royal, like these new Crown Royal drinks. And I saw them and I've been dying to try them because I do like Crown Royal. I like Crown Royal Green Apple they have shots of or airplane shots. I said it on the show. So I had to give these a try. It smells good. It smells great. Oh, um, really good. Give you a little plug when Ryan takes a sip of this. I already took my first sip. We are doing testing labs again on YouTube. So if you like our testing uh, lab videos or like four to five minute videos, we go through some new alcohol, especially with summer dropping. There's a lot of new seltzers coming out. Uh, we filmed some the other day. We got them coming out every Friday. So this summer you can be expecting. I'm going to put it pressure right now because I'm, I'm saying it out loud that we are getting you a testing lab every Friday um, for the summer. So if you have any alcohols that you want us to test, uh, taste test on the show or for testing lab, give us a DM over on Instagram or in the comment section of this video, and we'll uh, we'll let you know. We'll we'll test taste test them for you. Yeah. So we usually do must have or party fouls on yeah. the show. What do you want to do for this, Paul? You want to give it a rating? Or you no, I like saying party? my must have party foul. I think that's good because for us for testing lab, if you haven't already checked them out, definitely go check them out on our YouTube channel. Um, and I like it's more of just like a general rating saying, hey, we like basically must have is we are going to buy it again. And a party foul yeah. is we are not going to go buy it again. And like just and I think that's easy for people to say, oh, I want to test it for myself. And like, should I even buy it in the liquor store? Should I spend my money on it? And that's what you look to us for. So that's what we do. Yeah. So uh, I'm giving this a must have. The Crown Royal Peach, very good. And it's 7%, stronger than an average beer. It's strong. Uh, stronger than an average seltzer, such as a White Claw or a Happy Dad. I like them a lot. A four-pack uh, is a good idea for a snag in the summer, maybe Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you know the deal. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend is coming up. Um, I think it actually it just passed. passed. Yeah. It just passed for you guys. You would think it, we would learn the timeline after doing <laughs> the show for X amount of times. But they do have lemonade Crown Royal, which I'm interested to try. And they have like an apple flavor in this. But the peach, I like it. Uh, it's a must have. <laughs> the peach, I like it. You know, Pink stuff, I'm, I just like. You know? <laughs> just love it. Missionary, pink stuff. Peach stuff. Oh my god, kids stuff. Absolutely. Stay go, away from the egg. Definitely plant. go check it out. That is a must have <laughs> for Paul as well. We are getting into the show. And the first block we have for you is questions you should absolutely not ask on a first date. So maybe you go to a winery for a first date. Oh. You don't want to ask these things. I, I winery, you think winery is a good day, a day uh, first date location? I, I don't I think it's classy. I think it's nice. Well, are, it could start classy and it can go down south real quick. That's the problem. I think a winery, like if you took a girl to a winery, fellas out there, I think the girl would be like, oh, that's so like. Or mature. let me take a couple Instagram pictures yeah, for you. That's like, yeah, that's mature of you. That's like different. That's like you don't buy a $620 driver. No. Like, you're past that stage of your life. Yeah, you're a little mature, <laughs> more mature in your life. That guy's um, going to Chuck E. Cheese and McDonald's for a first date. What? That guy, oh, the guy $620 spend, yeah. guy who doesn't even swing it. Uh, but Winery, you don't think it's a good spot for a the, first date? The problem is, I think, one, it can be super hot. You're outside all day. But I think it's different. It's nice. And if you get a nice day in the summer, phenomenal. Spring, maybe, too. Um, but the only problem is for me, as I said, I like the wine because dude, I just got trashed. <laughs> so for a first day for me to get trashed, that's not good. You want to talk to your, you know, the date. you want to have a good time. You want to remember it at least. Right. Um, so <laughs> it could be if you limit yourself, can't be if you just drink too much or maybe the girl drinks too much and then it goes all downhill. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what are you saying? It goes more downhill when the girl gets trashed. Well, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think for a first Whoa. date, the first date, you don't want to be a babysitter, right? It's oh, like, no. what's I think it goes both it's ways. Got a little it goes, sexist on it, this show. No, no, no. It goes both ways. And I think if the girl, if I got trashed 
if I'm on a first date, I don't want the girl taking care of me. The girl was like, this is awful first date. I'm taking care right. of the guy. And if you get trashed, these questions might come out a little easier than if you were sober. So what's the first question you shouldn't ask on a first date, Paul? And if you disagree for whatever reason, you don't have to agree with these. Yeah, first one I totally agree with. Uh, I think this goes with anything X-related, but the the question is, why did you and your ex break up? I think when you're in a new relationship, you're in a new dating thing, unless you have like a day where you guys kind of talk about your past and just kind of get it, it like out and about, um, don't bring up your ex at all. There's a really famous, there was a famous TikTok with like Shaq where he was talking about how like his ex-girlfriend, the one, the, not Shaq, but the guy uh, ex Shaq was talking to. And he's like, yeah, Shaq goes, yeah. Don't don't talk about it. And that, he's like, we're friends and stuff. He goes, don't literally. It's not in the relationship now. Don't talk about it. It brings down morale. So for me, do not bring up your ex. Do not talk about your ex. Do not ask questions about it. It's not worth it. That's an easy way to kill the kill 100%. the vibe. It's like I why mean, if you that? ask about the ex out the gate, uh, that's not gonna go well. Like from the jump. Um, so I do agree with you. Not a good question to ask. Though maybe if there's like some serious shit that has to be said, where's she had like yeah. like maybe it was like. God forbid fucking domestic abuse or some shit. But you don't ask the question. You let that come to you. Like she says that or he says that when they're ready to talk about it. Uh, so don't bring up the ex on the first day. Enjoy the moment. Be in the moment with you and your lovely Learn date. positive things about the person, not the negative in the past. All right. The next one is don't ask them what your relationship like with your parents. I feel like that's something you shouldn't be directly asking them on a first date. That's something where it's like you let the, let it come to you. Like a famous saying in baseball, I played baseball many years of my life, or even just a basket. This works for basketball. This works for football. Coaches always say, let the game come to you. So you let the date give you the information on how she or he wants to give you that information. You don't force any of it out. You keep everything organically. You let the jokes fly if you're a comedian. Uh, maybe you'd write her a little poem if you're an author. But you just let everything flow. Let the game come to you. Do not ask about parents because if you ask about her parents and she has a shitty situation with her parents, the vibes can go down immediately. So yeah. it's making sure the vibes are at an all-time high at all times. I think you're, yeah, you're opening your up, opening yourself up for failure. <laughs> and at the same time, like, you're there to learn about her or him and not their parents. Who, who gives High a five for failure. High five <laughs> for failure, baby. Um... Do or oh, that's that's a great one. That's do just, her in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want to do on a first date, however far you missionary is back. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you, baby. As Ryan said, missionary is back. Oh and, shit! Look at the next question. So the next question is: Do not ask your date what is your favorite position. Why? What if I want to know if he likes missionary? If I go, do you like missionary? She says no. I'm leaving. I think is that really your deal breaker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is now. I am I, the number one advocate for missionary position. Uh, this is going to be a trend weekly. So if, okay. if they're not down for missionary, I'm out. Like Shark Tank. I'm out. I'm out. Hot five for missionary. <laughs> Hot five. For, I am the missionary man. Oh. Not the Michelin man. The missionary man. Uh, so, Paul, you want to ask someone if, what their favorite sex? It's important to understand people's sex positions. I agree. I think it, yeah, I mean. Sex uh, is an important part of a relationship. People don't talk about that enough, and I 100% agree with people you. People like, make sex weird. It's not that weird. It's a very big part of a relationship, you know, as you get older and you realize, like, you should know what people like. You should know what your partner likes. You should know how much you want to do it, all this stuff, right? How much you want to do it? You want to do it You want to get whipped cream? You want to get, uh, never mind. Well, you PG here. And um, I think depending on the... <laughs> it's too late for that. I think that depending on the atmosphere of the relationship and you th how you think it's going. And if, on the first date, if you think you might get lucky, and you, <laughs> you can be like, oh, what's your favorite position? And you can kind of, like 
get it to that next level where like after the date you do the deed and um, shooters shoot. She yeah, shooters yeah. I, I mean, you in all seriousness, you probably shouldn't ask this on the first. You date. shouldn't, but honestly. If you do, it might work out for you. What That's if you're advancing so quick into the conversation, like you're just a savant at keeping the conversation? Maybe if you feel like you're at that level, that's maybe you shoot the shot. It's high risk, high reward mentality. <laughs> and if that's what you want to do, we're going to back you. Yeah, you got you to gotta be in the game. What is it? What's the saying? Like you got to tell them to get the biscuit. <laughs> you miss 100%. Watch it all take. We just combined two. No, it's something you got to blank blank to get the biscuit or something. We're not good with science. No. Regardless, you missionary. Are, you you got to risk it to get the biscuit. You got to risk it to get the biscuit. There you go. There we go. But we don't know what's on that biscuit. <laughs> uh, here we go. Next one is, do not ask them, do you always wear this much makeup? <laughs> That's a, that a made me one. just cringe. Like, I think I just, I just visually just got slapped for saying that just now. Like, it's not going to end well if you ask that. It depends. Uh, yeah, it depends if you're just like, hey, this date's not going well. I want to <laughs> piss off that person. That's what you ask. Because there's like a few questions where you don't ask a woman, right? You say, oh, how much makeup? How or much like, you weigh? How much you weigh? Oh, oh, when's the baby due? How old right. are you? <laughs> oh, when the baby's due? There was a funny bit in Grown Ups. You remember that? When, yeah. Uh, I forget what her name is. But they're like, oh, when's the baby due? And she's like, I'm not pregnant. And the guy's like, what the fuck? That's the whole But then she's like, I'm just joke. kidding. I'm just kidding. But it's hilarious. But yeah, you can't ask that. Don't ask how much makeup. If you don't approve of the makeup, maybe it's not your girl. Maybe. I will say this, though. Um, I've been dating my girlfriend for, I don't know how long, like eight or nine years, maybe, maybe nine long time. So I always tell people, I don't know if I could be single in today's world because of like all these makeup tutorials and you know, there's a lot of variables that I'm not going to bring up, but I don't know if I could be single in today's world. Cause sometimes one of my biggest fears and I'm going to get, I might get canceled for this. Uh, but if you like get with someone who has a lot of makeup and then like one of the biggest fears is like you wake up after sleeping with that person that night. <laughs> she looks like a totally different person without makeup on because there's TikTok people who go viral for doing makeup and they look nothing like they are and they like embrace it too to go viral on TikTok. So I'm like, I don't know if like, cause if you wake up one day and the chick looks nothing like you did the night before, that could be a, a big turnoff. Yeah. Guys, uh, at least speaking from my perspective, like I think it looks better when, I mean, I like makeup. I'm not going to say <laughs> it's, it's ugly cause it's not, but I think, you know, know, know the amount of makeup, which is good for you personally. And obviously you know how to use it too. I think if you know, like if you don't know how to use something, you might use it in the wrong way. You might add too much. You might use it wrong. It might not look the best for you. So I think find out what works for you, how much you want to use. And, um, honestly, I'm down for just looking, looking like yourself. <laughs> Let's get off this before we get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> next one on a first date, before we get into more trouble on a first date, do not ask, would you like, or do you want a Do you want to do missionary? <laughs> Honestly, what am I not asking them, Paul? Uh, You are not asking them, do you want a relationship? Why? Isn't that what we're there for? As you get older, it's really funny how... Like, first (laughs) dates aren't considered a relationship? I I feel like I'm super old. No, but I think after... You're growing gray hairs already? No, after high school and even after college, I think college is a really fun time. You're like, experiment, have fun, like, meet new people. Lots of missionary. Do your thing. Lots of missionary. Uh, whatever you want to do. Right. And I think after college, when you're like getting a full-time job or you're moving on with your life, right? Like you're kind of, depending on where you are in your life, you're out of that phase. And like at this point, if you're trying, if you're going on, if you're actively going on dates, you're clearly want a relationship and like, you clearly want to move on in like the, the next part of your life. So do you think um, it's immature for them to ask that then? But like, it's like, wake up, you know what we're doing here. Yeah. I mean, after, but, but you're I- saying like, not everybody goes into like a Tinder date 
want a relationship? No. I mean, if you're on Tinder, most of the time you don't want the relationship. But I'm saying if you meet someone somewhere else and you're already you're past that college age and you're maybe a full-time job, right? And you're and you're doing that stuff, why would you be in a relationship like without the potential for marriage or the potential for like a long-term relationship where at that point it's just like wasting your time? But here can you argue like if you don't ask if you want to have a relationship, then you'll never be in one? I think you should wait. I think don't. Well, not I, the first date. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think the first date's a wrong place to do it, but I think a few a few dates down the road, clearly you should be feeling that person's vibe. And if they want you just for friends with benefits, or they just you know if they actually want a relationship with you, I think you will know that and you will feel that out. But it is good to clarify and uh, figure out where you know where you lie. Friends with benefits. That's a lot. Classic. Uh, <laughs> classic. Uh, producer Drew's got a couple of friends with benefits. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Um, where the fuck do you get this information <laughs> from? On the street. Don't worry on the street, about it. Sorry. We know everything. Uh, so the next one is, is don't ask, you're not crazy, are you? Now, I feel like people who, who say this, who go, you're not crazy, are you? They're the crazy ones. You're not an alcoholic, are you? <laughs> well, I might be. Uh, I might yeah. be. You're not, but I feel like the people who ask that, like you're not an alcoholic or you're not, you're not crazy, are you? They're the crazy ones. Yeah, they're it, the sh- they're the ones that got shit going on in their brain. Like, what's the worst possible scenario ever? Like, relax. Not everything has to be planned. Enjoy the moment. See where it goes. I'm not one to give a, a relationship advice because I've never been on like dates. Yeah, which I would be interested to see how I would perform in those things. <laughs> Probably not well. Uh, but if you say that, that's a total turnoff. If someone asks if you're crazy. There's a funny bit they do on How I Met Your Mother. It's one of my favorite sitcom shows. There is a character in the show is named Barney Stinson. He's played by Neil Patrick Harris. And it's a really good thing that lines with this. Like, don't you don't want to date crazy girls, but you can. There's a thing called the crazy hot scale. Okay, this is a different oh, no, scale. Sorry. It's called the hot crazy scale. Hot crazy scale. Hot crazy scale where he basically is like, you can be this crazy but you have to be this hot because it's not worth it. Right. So like if a girl is super crazy, but she's not that hot, then no, it's not worth your time. But if she's super hot, she's allowed to be super crazy because it's worth it. It's just one of those (laughs) funny things for that show. So there's room for error. There's room. If you're really hot, you can get away with a lot more things than what a not so hot girl can, can't get away with. I think that's what it's saying. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I, (laughs) I was going to say something that would probably get you in trouble. So we're going to move along to the next one. Um, I was going to say that you used to like crazy girls, but here we go. Uh, next one is, we might have to write down the sticky note. Uh, the next one is, you don't want to ask someone uh, to tell me about yourself. Because then that's not, that feels like an icebreaker in college class. That feels like you're going around in class for the first day of college and the teacher's like, all right, say something uh, about yourself to the class. And I never know what to say. And you probably know never never know what to say, but we all have something that can organically come out that's interesting about us. But if you just straight up and go, hey, and I put you on the spot, tell me about yourself. You don't know where to start. You don't know what's going to sound good. So let that information organically come to you when you're on a first date. Don't try to bring it out in them. That's the, that's the uh, um, main message away from this is let the game come to you. I don't think, force anything. Out. I think a good way to is like is – Basically, you can ask questions to them directly to see like what they like, right? Like if you're like, "Oh, do you like sports?" No, and then no, it's like, "All right, cool. We don't we don't talk." Next about one, we don't talk <laughs> about sports. Off the anymore. list. Uh, do you like missionary? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I had a good time today. Uh, maybe I'll text you later. Probably not. Uh, but go ahead. Paul. I think no. I think uh, ask questions that you can maybe be like, 
oh, uh, where did you grow up? Or like, oh, uh, when did, where did you go to college, right? Like, if depending on when you meet them, you can ask questions about their life that can open those conversations. You're like, oh, where, where'd you go to college? Oh, I went here because I live around here, and this was good because of why. Uh, oh, I got a scholarship because I played softball. Oh, you played softball? What position did you play, right? Like, you can, as Ryan yeah, you said. You learn more instead of just hoping she says that to you on a direct question. 100%. Let me ask you a question, Paul. Oh, what you got? Does your girlfriend... Renee, does yeah. she like Marvel? Did she always like Marvel? So, so what if you dated someone that didn't like Marvel, like actually hated Marvel? I don't need. So that let's point. go back to the first question. Does Renee like Marvel? She does, but she doesn't like. So what's really funny is she only has seen the Marvel Phase Four film. So everything after Endgame, like she didn't watch anything prior to Endgame. We watched uh, Cap the first Captain America film, and I think we've watched Iron Man. Other than that, though. Um, but she's seen everything new. So, like, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness. Like, she's catching up on the story now, and she's going with me. Just because she knows I'm going to go see them, and she wants to be part of the party. Is that a deal-breaker for you if, if she didn't like Marvel? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, but under, that's, that's no, like the same thing with me in sports, though. It's like, no. Like, it's if, like, like it, if my girlfriend guy couldn't sit there and watch a basketball game, we'd probably be out of here. Like, there's reasons, <laughs> and there's things that you like in your life, right? Like, oh, I like... You know, there's certain things like I like golf. Do I need my girlfriend to like golf? No, because it's my hobby that I can do like by myself with my friends. Like it's a separate hobby. And she can also. I got a driver for you if you're interested. Okay, there. Yeah, perfect. Right. Like if you have a girlfriend, she probably likes a, a lot of things that I might not like. But if there's something that encapsulates your life so much that you're like obsessed with and your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever it is, right, your significant other doesn't like that thing or is like almost like throws up at the thought of it. Yeah. And that's your main, one of your main personality traits, <laughs> which is mine. I mean, I obsess over this shit. Then like, well, why, why, why many... are you dating that person? Like you don't have, that's what's amazing about relationships. You don't have to like everyone. There's many fish in the sea. There's so many fish. So go find that Marvel girl. The Marvel fish is probably <laughs> out there. Right. But, um, you know, my girlfriend tolerates it. She definitely isn't weird. Tolerates about it. it. Yeah. But I don't know if she loves it, but she's definitely intrigued about it. We talked about it the other day and she, um, like Multiverse of Madness, for example, uh, the new Doctor Strange film. Oh, I gotta see that. It was uh, it was more of like a horror film. Was and that all right? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I might go see that. But it was a horror film and it had some horror elements. And she's a big horror film person, so she liked a lot of the camera work. She got to talk about the characters and like, even though she doesn't know the um, deep backstories of a lot of these characters, she can still follow the plot. She can ask me questions, which she does. And then, like, she still enjoys it with me and that she's willing to go out and watch the films with me. It, like, means a lot. Like, she doesn't need to be obsessed yeah. like I am. Like, my girlfriend likes bacon. The bacon championship. Yeah. No, I'm not watching. That turned out <laughs> I kind of like it a little bit. <laughs> hey, I mean, bacon, if the bacon championship is going to get me some missionary later, I'm going to fucking watch it and learn how to make some fucking chocolate bacon. chip cookies. The bacon's <laughs> great. All right. Uh, do we have one more of this, Paul? Last one. Uh, do not ask on a first date. Do you want to have kids? I, I think, I feel like this more applies like later on in life because once I watched this, sh this show on Netflix, it's called Selling Sunset and they're um, real estate agents, but they're older women and most of them are single, but they're like really older. So it's like 45 years old, 44 years old. So they're like in the dating LA life, but at the same time, they're like pressing to have kids. Like your time's only so valuable to have or have like ranges where you can have kids. Yeah. So, like, when they're out on the first couple dates, it's like the first question is almost, do you want to have kids? Which is pretty scary when you're up older. But if you're younger, don't ask that because that's a complete turnoff. It really depends, and I've realized this too, like, dating is so differently in the different stages of your life. 
like college, right? It's a different life, a different style. If you're looking to have kids or like you're looking to get married, as I said, for an example, like if you're looking to get married and you're asking someone that are like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, I don't know if I really want marriage. Don't waste your time. Like it's not worth it. That's why sometimes those questions are important to, to come out, you know, within the first couple of dates, I don't know about the first date, but for example, like you said, if you have a, there's a woman who says, Hey, do you want to have kids? Like, are you looking to have kids? And that guy says, no, then there's no the point in going would, for it. There's no point. Like you don't need to like everyone. Everyone's not made for everyone who gives a shit, push them aside. <laughs> go find a nice guy who wants to have children, you know, get, get some missionary. Wait, I, I got it. Before we go to the next thing, uh, I want your opinion on something. I don't know, but I keep up with barstool yeah. just cause I like to see how their operations go. And you know, maybe one day we'll be a living barstool, you know, never know. Um, but this one guy was dating a girl who he worked with at Barstool and they dated for four years as both employees of Barstool. And the guy's name is Hank. I don't know if you follow Barstool. If you oh, I, us. I know this a little bit. And, uh, he's dating Rhea. Who's like a popular podcaster. She has a podcast called chicks in the office. I think that, yeah, that's what it's called, but he's like a higher up. Like he's like Dave's like a one person been around since day one. They date for four years. They broke up. And apparently they had like a truce where like they couldn't date anybody in the office. Um, but she ends up dating a new employee at the office, and then everyone was going nuts. So you feel as if, like, dating an employee is off limits. It's hard. I mean, working when you work with someone, like, you're around them a lot. Plus, like, you like Barstool's like a lifestyle. It's different. It's like you're shooting content 24-7. Like, you're all, like your personality and your day-to-day life is what your job. Correct. So, like, you're always going to be around those other personalities. So obviously you're going to know more about them than other people. Cause I was just thinking about, because you said there's many a fish out in the sea, but then there's like strict people, especially like CEOs of companies are strict about like, Hey, no dating within the workplace. They even said that to us at my company. So I was just wondering, but if you're always around them and you get to know them, it's just a weird thing. I didn't know where you stood on that. Yeah. I think it could go either way. Um, Love is love, I guess. <laughs> That's what they said. That's what they said. That's what Hagen Ray. They're like, love is love. It's meant to be. It definitely messes up the uh, the atmosphere of the office, especially if you break up. Now this thing is like viral, right? Like yeah. viral within the Barstool community. Like people know what it's going on, what it's about. So you know, whatever. But I don't know. It's take it tough. as it is. I guess. <laughs> All right. Last segment is things that people think others are pretending to like. So this is something where it's like, oh, society is pretending to like this. But a lot of do, people don't really care about it. <laughs> like, that, do people actually like this or are they just pretending to like it? So uh, one thing we're talking about employees is employee parties. Do people actually like those? I don't know. It depends. It depends on your employees <laughs> if you like them or not. I like going to my employee parties because I work for a sportsbook company. And, like, we'll go to Topgolf or we'll go, we'll go to a Sixers game or a Flyers game. So those are dope environments. But if we're talking about, like, a holiday party or you go to a winery with your employees, I don't know. Like, how would you – have you been to an employee party? I don't – no, because I, I was supposed would to – Would you enjoy it? I was supposed to go to one, but I was actually in Florida. I went on vacation. Oh, Pretty you fun. went – I heard you planned that vacation around because you didn't want to go to the party. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> don't believe Ryan. But I – I don't know. I think it depends. I think it depends if you like the people you work with. At least, you know, find some some people you'd like. Um, as long as you <laughs> like a few people, I think, you know, just like any party, you can find you can yeah. find like a little click of people that you The kinda... worst is when you're at a party and you don't know anybody. That oh, gets you difficult. Feel awkward. Like yeah. I had a I had a work party a couple weeks of like me starting a job. I had no idea who anybody's name was. I stood there awkwardly. I was like the lost puppy. And it was not enjoyable. So it, I guess it depends where your company, if you like your company, if you like the people you work with. Yeah. Depends per person. Next one, Paul. 
Do people actually like Facebook, or is it just um, just something that society has been like? Oh well, this is here, and we're gonna enjoy it because that's all there is, really. I'll just—is Facebook gonna be everlasting? You think? I don't think so. No. So I don't, you, I don't know because Facebook has just got their grips on everything: Oculus, uh, WhatsApp, Instagram. The metaverse, I think, will change the game. So, Fuck no, absolutely so, not. So you think what? The metaverse? What about it? Like, I've seen a lot of people talking about the metaverse being like, oh, it's going to be the next big thing, you know, the new um, uh, fourth gen WWW or whatever. But, like, yeah. no, absolutely not. Because the first thing is that I have VR and I don't like staying inside of it all the time. It's a pain in the ass. You know, you can easily be able to uh, differentiate between reality and not reality. But then the other thing is that it's become such a new marketing strategy. Every company, every company and their dog wants to be part of the metaverse with or without Facebook. And I'm like, what is the metaverse? Well, There's well, no definition of it now. Why do you associate Facebook with metaverse? Because that's what they because that's what it, that's what yeah. they're making. Yeah. I mean, Facebook is coming out with the metaverse. So you can't have metaverse without Facebook. Well, that's I the thing. I don't it's, think so. Right? No, you can't. But like but that doesn't make of, sense. How like Dana White and UFC is using metaverse for UFC fights. But that's associated with Facebook. It's Facebook's the parent company, right? Yeah. So uh, like Facebook is meta. like making the metaverse, and then I guess the other companies work in the metaverse. But like Facebook is basically backing the whole thing. Yeah. And that's how the service. Well, we were talking about before works. this is because we were talking about working out, and Drew said like, people use their workout in the metaverse, like they'll do like a boxing thing with the VR shit on, and like that's the workout now. Well, I, well, the difference is like when I do it, it's with Beat Saber, which is just an application that runs on my computer. The metaverse is kind of like, if you know what VR chat is, where you can go and communicate with other people it's within It's like a separate this. space. It's like if you were to have reality in a computerized form. You can go places and talk to people and go to certain So it's like things. a real-life Sims? Kind of yeah. Yes, exactly. That's wild, dude. So I, that's why I think, because I think it's in its early, you know, phases, but I think the idea of like expanding it and making it like a second reality almost that people can go in and out of, I think has a lot of potential. We'll see where it goes. Wasn't there uh, a guy that like lived so many hours in the metaverse? Well, there was a guy that, yeah, we fought, fo I follow on YouTube. Um, and he did like a hundred hours in the metaverse and he kept his, uh, hundred, like metaverse hours or whatever it was called yeah it's or, it's like time runs different or yeah 100 100 days it was 100 days in the metaverse and it was like hours run differently so whatever um but he basically had his headset on for like like 40 hours or something i don't know if that lasts like why do you need to go into metaverse like isn't the world just crazy enough as it is right it's yeah like but the, 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 then right then people think that it is an escape it's escape to perfection almost and that's why like if you ever seen the movie ready player one like, I really like that movie, and that movie's the idea is it's a fantasy. It's set in, like, 2040, and this guy lives in, like, a really shitty apartment. Uh, his apartment is, like, a, um, a storage unit, like a storage box. But they make an apartment. He lives in this place called The Stacks. It's, like, gross. Everything's really awful. Like, the world has gone to shit. And then he escapes to the what's called the Oasis, and the Oasis is this perfect reality where he's, he can be anyone who he wants. He has different skins or different people he can become, different weapons, different games he plays, different people he meets. And you can earn power-ups. So you can earn like all this really cool things to make your life better. And that's his escape. And that's why I think the metaverse could happen and like would succeed that way because it's a – like if you're, you know, you're doing really bad. Your life is awful. Like yeah. you can find a nice reality, a piece where for a couple hours a day you can go and, and feel – like you're playing in this world, which I think, you know, Gen Z is currently doing right now. Like with so with Fortnite, like I think Fortnite has changed the game so much where like the, the idea of different, of different like skins and like it's clout. 
So if you yeah. can go to this world and you can say, oh, I own this or I own this or I do this. And like, that's where I think NFTs are so big where you get in, it, this is like a crazy, uh, you know, the route we're going, but it's like, oh, I own this NFT. It's like X amount of dollars. It's virtual clout. Like yeah. if you had it in your house in the metaverse, like that's where this stuff is going. And I think, um, you know, we'll it's, see. We'll see. It, it is see. a good point because like it makes me think of the movie Jumanji, the newer one. Okay. <laughs> Dude, my my like comparisons are like you would never even they come out of left field my comparisons but it makes me think of Dwayne the Rock Johnson's character it's like this kid who's a dweaving in high idea. school uh he can't he doesn't feel confident in his skin in high school he's like getting bad grades he doesn't feel like he can get like the good looking girl but then in Jumanji if you know the movies they go into the video game and then when he goes into this video game he turns into Dwayne the Rock Johnson this big huge muscular muscular good looking guy and he can almost feel so confident get like get girls that's almost what it is for these people who Same are going idea. into the the metaverse it's like they feel confident in the metaverse because like you said like they got clout like they got the nicest shit in the metaverse it's like P- called penguin like i got the nicest igloo same idea <laughs> bitches are talking about me in class now like what's up so i do get like that but then again it's hard to gauge what's gonna last in our world you don't like, know. nfts they were hot shit and then right now if you look at the stock market nfts bitcoin Dogecoin, which doesn't even re- deserve a shout out, um, but like they're, they're going down. So yeah, like it, it doesn't see. Th- we don't know if it's going to go back up, but for the fact that I had a hundred in Ethereum and now I have fifty five, it's not looking good. It's like that running bit where it's like America Americans just want what's new. Yeah, like that's why the iPhone comes out with a barely a very different. I mean, slightly different version of what the last one was, and everyone wants it. That's the same thing with the driver. Like your driver. Yeah. Like the driver that I bought which was $620 of coming full circle here at the end of the show. So the driver that I bought, golf driver, $620. Next year, it'll be $300. It'll, it'll be $299. Yeah. It'll be like $200. But because it's the next new thing, the price is up and all that. But everyone just wants what's new. And maybe the metaverse is what's new. Who knows? It's going to last forever. But, hey, people are always going to chase that clout. Something that I don't think people like because I don't understand how people like this is running. Yeah, I don't get that. How do you – I've never felt as though running has been peaceful. Like running <laughs> – the idea when you should only run when you need to actually get away from something that is yeah. making your life in, in danger and there's an actual reason to run. Or you're getting like disciplined. Yes. Like in like a sport. Like you go run. It's a, it's a bad thing. Oh, here thing. you go. Yeah, running's a bad thing. Running should not be like a peaceful thing that – oh, you know what <laughs> I love to do? Run. <laughs> like there's something – I in your I wish I had it. Whatever's in yeah, your brain I wish I did that makes you happy about running, I wish I had it. Unfortunately, I just don't I don't and I don't understand it. Um we have a couple cross country friends. We do. And I used to always ask them and I used to be like, "How would you guys go to school in the morning? Sit in class for 8 hours and the whole time think in your head that you have to run 12 miles after class." Yeah. Like, how do you like you don't sing <laughs> math class on four, in third or fourth block? And you're like, damn, I got to run 12 miles after school. <laughs> like that to me <laughs> is insane. That to me would be um, ridiculous, like mental torture and then actual torture when you get to running. It's like, oh, I have to go ride 12 miles. Like 12 miles for me is one of the worst after school detentions <laughs> of all time. And we had friends in high school who like just did it and they did it for fun. They did it almost every day. And uh, we sound so fat. Like we'd rather go get away. <laughs> we'll get a, let's go get away from reality through the metaverse and not to go, not go run five miles. But I yes. wish I could. I just can't. I don't even believe the people like to do it. But I don't know. It's like maybe you just get accustomed to it, and then you just get used to it. That's why I told my one friend, he gets mad at me. I think that everyone can be a cross-country runner if they want to. Yeah. If they put your mind to it and run every day, I think you can. But 
not everyone can do it. Yeah. Like, you're one in a million that can do that. So, good for you. Sorry, I'm not throwing shade at cross-country runners. <laughs> but, uh, good show. Is that it? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're so annoying. Uh, um, good job. Well, you were talking about fa- – all right, here we go. So, I don't even know what we're talking about. I want about. two more. There's one I really want. Pe- things that people think others are pretending to like. So, uh, getting absolutely wasted to the point you pass out and lose all memory of it the next day. So people think that people actually don't like to do that, but they say they do. Now, I don't really get this because this has happened to me many times. It almost happened to me every weekend, which <laughs> not good. I should probably go to a uh, therapist or some yeah. shit. Um, but you enjoy getting to that point. You don't enjoy the repercussions that come with it after you do that. So people don't actually like blacking out. They like what happens in that buildup of getting blacked out. They don't like what happens after getting blacked out because 99% of the time it's not good shit. So, they're they're wrong in this saying. So people just like the thrill of getting blacked out, not the the repercussions that come after it. I agree. Yeah, the the repercussions after the was morning, that the one you wanted to get to the morning after. Um, no, the one oh, I got one more, but the the morning after. Um, <laughs> yeah, not the best. And I think you do some self evaluating after that. Correct. So does everyone like it? I don't know. I think you like the idea of it. I think more, but the actual experience, I think, is just like I think people don't actually understand. Like blacking out, like you literally, like, like blacking people don't out, understand. Like you literally don't remember anything. The idea of blacking out when you drink <laughs> is that you do not remember anything because your body is trying to survive, and the fact is you do not need memory to survive. So your brain is turning off your memory channel so that your body and you can function and still survive as a human being without having memory, and that's how it's keeping you going and like moving. And to be honest, that's extremely scary. That is fucking scary. Yes, like, that is. Your body's like, that, hey, stop blacking out. Your body's like, hey, you have a lot of alcohol. You're clearly in a bad situation. What's going to happen is we're going to make sure you're okay. We're going to turn off your memory. And that is you blacking out, not remembering the night. Yeah, I knew I had these sticky notes here for a reason. Stop blacking out, right? <laughs> stop blacking out, right? Let's just leave that on there. There you go. The yep, you got to remember that. Now I can I cannot not remember this now. Okay. This is for my memory. So then when I black out, the brain sees the post-it note. Correct. Keep the memory on. Keep it. <laughs> Last one. Um, this one. Oh, do, I saw some more of my are people actually pretending to like this or do they really like it? And this is TikTok. Um, I don't think they're pretending to like it. I think they're almost forced to like it. Why? Because it's such a cultural like phenomenon. It's a, not just a cultural phenomenon, but it's such an opportunity for success. Like we talk about it all the time, TikTok. Whether you're a chef, a magician, a comedian, uh, an author, an artist, um, TikTok is the the number one channel where you can get the most exposure for what you do best and what you love in life. And so that yeah. is forcing people to put their music on it. It's forcing people to put their jokes on it. It's forcing people to put their art on it. Because it's such a, a resourceful channel and social media platform, the reward is high. Yeah, and it just so I shows feel like you people like, are yeah. fo- like Gary V talks about it all the time. He's like, get on TikTok. He's <laughs> like, this isn't going away. Like, yeah, this, this is not going away. Like TikTok is going to be the challenge. Do you think it's going to last? TikTok? I think it'll last for a very long time, and I think video is the future of social media. I think people are, you know, they're watching videos all the time. And um, did you see where TikTok's doing uh, like stories now? Yeah, I I, I don't did. really like that. I don't like that either. Like, what's the point of that? It's just trying to add new features, trying to keep it updated, trying to, you know, keep people to the platform longer. It's more content, more media for them. So 
Um, but I, do I think people are pretending to like it? I don't. I think people are addicted, and I think it's because it's there's a lot of positive things about it where, one, you're connecting with you know creators or people on a more genuine level. So if you are a little um, introverted, you might feel connected that way. Um, also, the idea of like um, – like a more like yeah like I said more personal level. Do you think um, it's a problem that people are becoming addicted? Like I have friends that like they check their TikTok screen time and it's like outrageous. Yeah. And then they try to limit their TikTok exposure. Like I can't get off TikTok. Like I'm but on I think TikTok. What's nice about it too is you like it too because one you can either be learning something new, and I think learning is really big and just became super popular, which is awesome. Like we want to, you know, have knowledge and expand our horizons, which is great. Um, or just like you, what I think different social TikTok is great about other social medias is that it showcases a lot of positive things in life, like people's passions or things that are happening in society that are really good. Or it's like, it's more like a positive outlook yeah. where like Twitter or Facebook is like so many negative things happening in the world right. where TikTok is like a more creative thing. And it's that's almost why like people the metaverse. like it. It's almost like the metaverse you say. It's like an escape from the negative news escape, and the negative yeah. It's like, oh, I can't take this. Like, so TikTok takes your mind off. It's like the metaverse where it's almost like an escape from the real world. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say about TikTok. Sorry. How Anything else? I'm running out of time too, so I can't do the get it back. Oh fuck! I remember what I was gonna say. Wait, wait, they're still rolling. No, it's not rolling. Uh, all right, I'm gonna say it anyway. So I just think it's funny how oh, look a good we can good, add this in. Good we podcast this in. gets their thought and brings it back. I always do, no matter what, even in the skin of time, in the nick of time. So I always think it's funny how <laughs> my girlfriend's for you page on TikTok is completely different than mine. <laughs> That's the point of it. It's catered towards you, which I th- is also something really, really unique about the platform and why it works so well. She's like, let me see your for you page. It's like titties ass. <laughs> it's like, uh, let me see yours. It's like a little doggy running around. I'm like, God, I feel bad about myself. This is not good. That Honestly, that's it for us today. Stop blacking out, people. Stop, bla- <laughs> Stop blacking out. Um, hopefully, if you like, you know, we really like these Crown Royal uh, peach teas. They didn't give us any money or they didn't ask us to do this. Uh, but this is something cool. It's different. That's rare. We're not going to do that often. <laughs> we are now charging them, people. But definitely, um, if you like, you know, kind of our opinions on the drinks, we'll showcase you a lot of drinks starting this summer, all summer long, on Fridays, um, Friday, probably afternoon, uh, night-ish. We will be dropping a testing lab over on our YouTube channel. So if you're not already subscribed to us over on YouTube, check it out. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening, as always. Music! Take us out. Boom! Later. Yeah.